What do the Buccaneers need to do to get a wild card win over the Philadelphia Eagles this weekend? That and more coming up on today's episode of Locked On Bucks. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Bucks first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And now you can get even more out of this program and support the show even more by becoming a Locked On Bucks insider. Just go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Bucks to get in on the fun Today, you'll get direct text messages from my buddy, James Yarko. I'm your host today, David Harrison, staff writer over at BucksGameDay.com, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Together, James Yarko and I are here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, we want to share our appreciation for your continued support for the program. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL. Use the promo code LockedOnNFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100 on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. We're going to talk about Todd Bowles, who was talking about playing the Eagles again and why his offense is taking a hit the last couple of weeks. And we're digging through the season to find our stashes and our trashes for the Buccaneers to make a postseason run. But first, I wanted to polish off my media scouting glasses. And it's been a while since I did that deep dive on one singular Baker Mayfield performance using film study to do it. So I thought we would do another study analysis here today. A little bit less film, a little bit more, a uh, little bit less specific film, I would say. But all of this based on watching uh, what these two teams do best and specifically how to counteract what the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to tell you why even at their best, this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team is absolutely capable of beating the Philadelphia Eagles. So while we wonder if Jalen Hurts is going to play or be fully healthy, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, uh, all those guys, this team is capable of being beat. The Philadelphia Eagles are that has been proven uh, towards the end of the season. It was proven during times in the season, even when they were still winning games and getting off to that 10 and one start, not an unbeatable team by any means. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers certainly have uh, a fighting chance in this game. The more players that are out, obviously the higher the chances go for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But when they're facing this Philadelphia Eagles offense, looking at this Eagles offense this year, this is a team right now specifically that is playing without a lot of confidence. And I mean that from, a complete viewpoint. That's not just the offense. That's also the defense. That's also the coaching staff. But Jalen Hurts especially is showing pretty much all the telltale signs of not playing with confidence. He's getting out of the pocket too early. He's throwing passes inaccurately because he's either trying to force them too early. He's throwing them too late, so he's got to throw them harder. Uh, He's just not playing with a lot of confidence overall. His body language is bad. All of it is just working against him. And because of that, it's working against The offense. When you look at this Eagles team, it looks like communication is an issue and specifically the communication between the offensive line and the quarterback. And they're relying way too much on this offensive line. Jason Kelsey is one that sets the sets protections for the Philadelphia Eagles. So he comes to the line. He's reading the defense. He's telling who who, everybody who the mic is. He's calling the shifts. He's calling the protections, all of those things. And because of that, it looks to me like there's a trust and communication issue that is even bigger between the quarterback and the offensive line because too many times you see Jason Kelsey set the protection, point out the mic, do all those things. The ball is snapped. The offensive line goes one way. The quarterback goes the other way. Or the offensive line blocks down one way and the quarterback ends up drifting uh, the opposite direction. It just does not look like they're on the same page. And at this point in time, 
does not look like they trust each other. Their eyes are not seeing the same things. And when Jalen Hurts is seeing one thing, Jason Kelsey is seeing one thing or a different thing and directing the offensive line to go a different well, a different way than Jalen is expecting them to, things get messed up uh, in that operation for the Philadelphia Eagles offense or lacking confidence under pressure uh, as well. When the game is on the line, when the pressure is coming from the defense, when the opposition is scoring points and putting that additional pressure on the Eagles offense to perform, things are only getting worse. This is a team that is not fighting back. They're not rising to the occasion. They're crumbling under the pressure. Scheme, the scheme is deficient of checkdowns as well to help Jalen Hurts. That is something that is never going to help uh, a quarterback. But too many times you see the Philadelphia Eagles uh, offense come out there. There's no hot read. There's no checkdown option. And when there is a checkdown option, Jalen Hurts is oftentimes not taking it because his eyes are on the pressure or his eyes are downfield trying to find something or force something open. Uh, and then the teams that they're playing, uh, especially here in the back half of the season, have caught on to the fact that there's really not a, hot, a lot of hot reads either built into this offense or being used by this offense uh, this season. So for the Buccaneers, they just need to play their coverage. Don't play the rush on the defense. What I mean by that is sometimes you see defenses, when they know they've got a heavy pass rush, the defensive backs get a little bit more aggressive. They want to jump routes more. They want to do all these things. Jalen Hurts will and still can extend play. So even if the Buccaneers are dialing up pressure, if you're Antoine Winfield Jr. in coverage, or if you're Ryan Neal, Christian Izian, any of the DBs, Zion, Carlton, whoever's out there, you have to still maintain your scheme discipline. You cannot get overly aggressive and say, well, we're bringing five guys, we're bringing six guys, we're bringing a blitz, we're going to get pressure, so let me jump this route real quick. Look, if it's painfully obvious and if Jalen is scrambling, has no other choices, all those things, fine, by all means. But in the initial part of the play execution, you got to stay disciplined because even though all these other things are playing the Philadelphia Eagles offense, they are still dangerous and they're still capable of making those plays. And so is Jalen Hurts. So stay disciplined on the back end, even if the front end is trying to cause havoc up front. You need more standing rushers than you need down linemen. That's what I'm watching, especially against the New York Giants last weekend. Something that I'm noticing is when defenses are bringing more standing linemen or linebackers or safeties, whatever it is, into the box, up to the line of scrimmage. Force Jason Kelsey in that offensive line to have to account for a whole bunch of people. Look, down linemen are great. Vita Vea is great. Kalijah Kansi uh, has been great, uh, certainly as a rookie, all those things. But there's not a huge threat. When it, when a down lineman comes in, you're going to account for him. You know that he's going to come. And you know what? If he doesn't come, he falls off. It's really not that big of a deal. Like, I love Vita Vea. You love Vita Vea. But no quarterback has ever said, man, when I saw Vita Vea drop off into coverage, I was like, oh, my goodness, what is happening? That's just not part of how this is going to happen. So, Bring more down line or bring more standing linebackers, DBs, whatever it is, than you have down line. If you got two down linemen, Vita and Kalijah, bring at least three linebackers, DBs, whatever it is, standing up to the line of scrimmage. Three down linemen, then you need at least four. Don't have to rush them all, but bring them. Force the protection to try to account for all of them because that gives you a little bit of an upper hand. If guys, if guys fall off, but they're they're accounting for them, the protection shifts a certain way, you might find yourself with an advantage uh, somewhere else on the defensive line. So some examples from week three. That can be taken in uh, to this wild card matchup uh, early on in the game. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense gave up some chunk plays. You do want to you do want to minimize those chunk plays, but they kept the lid on the Eagles' offense, led them to long drives uh, and some early field goals that kept them in the game while the offense was trying to get their feet underneath of them. Uh, some of the team's best reps came using those heavy standing fronts versus down linemen fronts, like I just talked about. Two down linemen, three three standing defenders. Three down linemen, four standing defenders, so on and so forth. Uh, and force Jalen Hurts to beat you with his mind. I think this season, last season, specifically people have kind of respected Jalen Hurts a lot more. And it's forcing him to play a lot of off coverage. It's, it's forcing him to actually play a little bit less pressure, respecting him as a quarterback. 
make him beat you with his mind, clog up his lanes, cloud his judgment, bring so many bodies around him uh, that he doesn't know what's going on, speed up his process and sustain that aggression. That is the best way to beat Jalen Hurts right now. Versus the Eagles defense, the defense, the Philly defense plays a lot of off coverage. They're going to give up underneath stuff all day long. Take that, especially early in the game to build some early momentum. Running games can be effective. I know the Buccaneers haven't been great on the ground all season long, certainly in moments, certainly in games, but the run game can be effective. Poke around, find out where the weak spot is, and then hammer that weak spot once you find it. More on that here just a little bit. Run fast. No slow developing runs or read options. The Eagles defense, like I said, they play off, but they are very fast to the ball. So if you give them some long developing run plays, they're going to get penetration. They're going to collapse on the ball. If Baker Mayfield has to play clean and fast against his defense as well, don't overthink it. Looking back at week three, Rashad White, his runs up the middle of the formation. He had 11 of those carries, 37 yards. That's 3.7 yards per carry. Not great, but a lot better than the three other carries he had that weren't up the middle that only went for one yard. Not a great average either way, but obviously up the middle is where you want to start. If I'm going into this into this game, I'm running Rashad White up the middle. I'm seeing if they fix that problem. If they haven't, then I'm hammering that as much as I can. Set up play action, stay physically dominant, and wear down this defense. You might only get three yards, two yards, four yards, three yards, three yards, four yards, but you keep it up, wear down this defense in the third, fourth quarters, those become seven, eight, 12-yard gains uh, as you as you tire out that Eagles defensive front. Field goals are okay in the beginning. That's the point. Let it stack. Pressure is cumulative. Pressure from your defense, pressure from your secondary, not giving up chunk plays, forcing long plays or long passes, pressure from the pass rush, pressure from the scoreboard. Get pressure on all four of those levels and you will have the opportunity to defeat the Philadelphia Eagles. And finally, get Baker Mayfield to play calm against this Philadelphia Eagles defense. He pressed a lot against the Eagles in week three, and it cost him on some throws, especially early on. There's a touchdown pass that he could have had to Devin Tompkins on the deep over. Baker Mayfield throws it up the field instead of uh, horizontal, which is where Devin was running, forces a smaller, shorter, inexperienced receiver like Devin Tompkins to shift up field like that. It's just not going to work. He's not a star receiver for a reason. Got to run with, got to throw with his route, not against his route. Should have been a third down conversion later on to Mike Evans, but Baker Mayfield presses, overthrows the ball, forces Mike Evans into the air. Could have caught it uh, potentially. There was a defender there to try to make a play as well. If he did bring it down, if that ball is low and in his gut, it's a first down, no problem. So get Baker Mayfield to calm down a little bit. Finally, for the entire team, don't let Philly find its confidence. The motto this week has got to be bring in the tide. The Philadelphia Eagles are currently drowning. Don't let them swim out of it. Bring the fight to them. Make the waters deeper. Don't let them become shallower by being passive and playing a quote-unquote more professional type of game. How do they do that? Well, they got to build on some things they did well in the regular season and fix some things they did poorly. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Bucks, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is all wrapped up, but there's still time to get in on the postseason action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers, you get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed whenever you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets. Win or lose, doesn't matter. The early lines have the Dallas Cowboys as seven-point favorites at home to beat the Green Bay Packers Sunday afternoon. The closest contest is the Houston Texans, who are one-and-a-half-point home underdogs against the Cleveland Browns. But the Buccaneers are also home underdogs, two and a half points to be specific against Philadelphia Eagles. I'm taking the Bucs in that one with the points uh, to cover that spread, potentially have the upset win in Raymond James Stadium. This app is so easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet. You can use those spreads or you can go through some live same game parlays. 
You can find new bets through the Explore tab, or you can make your own parlays in the Parlay Hub, and there's even more options than that. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. On Bucks, your first listener, your first view today and every day, every day. Make sure you come back tomorrow. WTSP Wednesday is on the schedule. James Jarko, Evan Klosky talking about this wild card matchup and everything else. Tampa Bay Buccaneers locked on is on the first hour national sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on sports today is here for you 24 7 covering the top sports stories of the day with your local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel time for stash it and trash it wildcard edition and we're looking back at the season looking back at the entire season look at who these tampa bay buccaneers are after 18 weeks 17 games you are what your numbers say you are stats scouting is always dangerous but the stats today are a little bit more indicative a little bit more accurate with a little bit of context right so we're going to stash first on the offense and what we want to stash is the protection of the football the tampa bay buccaneers finished the 2023 regular season with the eighth best interception percentage on offense, only 1.76% of Baker Mayfield's passes were intercepted. The Buccaneers also have the ninth best turnover ratio in the NFL at plus eight total. The sixth fewest giveaways in the league, eight fumbles lost to 10 interceptions lost. The fumble ranking, however, is worse by comparison than the interception ranking. Mayfield lost three of those fumbles, Rashad White, two of them, Kate Otten, and some others lost one uh, apiece. For Baker Mayfield's interceptions, two interceptions came in one game. That was a loss against the New Orleans Saints. You remember that one, I'm sure. Uh, he had one interception in eight other games. Twice, he had one interception in four straight games. So he had two four-game interception streaks this season. During those streaks, the Buccaneers lost more than they won. The Buccaneers are three and six in games where Mayfield throws a pick. They're six and two when he doesn't. So that is a quite that is a very, very stark difference. Uh, in, the, in the outcomes of the games when Baker Mayfield is and is not taking care of the football. Uh, on the other side of the same, the Philadelphia Eagles are 9-3 and three when they get at least one takeaway, 2-3 and three, uh, with one of those wins coming in overtime when they don't. So they have a losing record when they don't get takeaways. And again, one of those lo- or one of those wins that they got came against the Washington Commanders in uh, overtime. Certainly could have gone either way, could have been a loss. They were you know, a couple plays away from me, one in four in games where they didn't get a takeaway. So it's very, very key. Obviously, turnovers are always key. But you look at these two teams and you look at how different their records are when they do get turnovers, when they don't get turnovers. It is even more imperative this week uh, than most other ones that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do not turn the ball over. Uh, and that starts, obviously, with Baker Mayfield. Not alone, but it does start with Baker Mayfield. On the defensive side of things, obviously, this thing starts with quarterback Jalen Hurts or whoever the quarterback is. And for the Buccaneers defense, they need to bring the pressure. The Bucs are 17th in sacks per pass attempts, about middle of the league, and it's better than three teams that have beaten Philly, worse than three teams that have beaten Philly. So the Buccaneers are literally right in the middle of this pack of, of how often they are able to get to the opposing quarterback. Uh, this isn't, there's no time to play the respect game in this. I kind of mentioned this in the first segment. Um, you know, sometimes teams tend to come out and say, you know, oh, we know it's a really good opponent over there, and they play them respectfully. And respectfully is another word for playing passively. You don't bring as much pressure. You're not as aggressive. You're a little bit soft in your play and, and all these things. This isn't time to do that. Now, it doesn't mean you have to be stupid, right? It doesn't mean you have to jump every route or do all those things. There, there's a difference between smart aggression and stupid aggression, but it is time to be aggressive. It is time to go be that classic Todd Bowles defense be creative mix some things up i want to see a safety i want to see antoine winfield jr lined up over jason kelsey's dome piece uh it's, this is a fight man this is a street fight 
the Buccaneers need to go out there like it's a street fight and they need to bring uh, the heat in that. We saw them have the opportunity to do that twice in the last two weeks against teams that are quite frankly inferior. They did not do it. They did not go out there and impose their will. If the Buccaneers come out and play passive, play off schedule, play soft, uh, they then they significantly hurt their chances to beat this Eagles team, no matter who's on the field, to be quite honest with you. Running backs are struggling to pick up blitzes. The Eagles running backs are struggling uh, to pick up the blitzes. So if you see a running back in your way as a defender, whether you're Devin White, Levante David, Shaq Barrett, Joe Tryon, Schwenk, I don't care who you are, Yaya Diaby, if you see a running back trying to pick up your blitz, if he happens to be in the right place, you got to make him feel it. You got to punish him for it because most often those Eagles running backs are actually not getting in the way of these free runners. And that's causing a lot of problems for Jalen Hurts. So when they do, on the occasion they do, you got to make sure that they they suffer for it. Bring the games from both sides of things. I want to see stunts on the right and a free blitzer on the left. I want to see a stunt from the left. I want to see a free blitzer from the right. I want to see a stunt on both sides and then a blitzer up the middle. Make sure this offensive line, like I said, it goes back to having more standing up defenders in the box at the line of scrimmage than you have down linemen. Bring those games. Make Jason Kelsey's job as difficult as you can because the harder you make his job, the more he's going to be wrong. There's already a mistrust, and you can see it on the field, between Jalen Hurts and his protection. The more his protection is wrong against the Buccaneers' defense, the less he's going to trust it, the less he's going to trust it, the less his footwork is going to be clean, the more he's going to bail from clean pockets, the better off you're going to be against this quarterback. And then finally, I'm going to say it again because it's that important. Keep the discipline on the back end. Punts or turnovers. Don't give up those deep shots trying to take the deep ball away or trying to take the ball away. Make the plays that are there, force the Eagles to drive or force them to punt the ball. Trashes. We're going to trash the offense taking shots. Look, this team is 30th in red zone offense, but they're 16th in goal to go. What does that tell you? The Buccaneers are better in a close fight than they are in a in a, in a in a distance fight. I'm not talking about score. I'm talking about field position. Chop wood, stay patient. Chop wood is the old adage. Uh, from the opponent, 10. And in the Buccaneers have the 7th best touchdown throw percentage, 12th best sack percentage, 6th lowest pressure rate, and are 7th in points per run despite the fact that they run the ball fewer than 26 other teams in that same area of the field. Again, the opponent 10 and closer. So don't get me wrong. You got to dial up shots here and there, and certainly you want to take them if they're there, but don't hunt them. Baker, if it's there, take it. If it's not, check down underneath, come back to an underneath route, work the field, work the clock, tire out that defense. Slow is smooth, smooth is fast. The tide does not come in rapid. The tide comes in gradually. Bring the tide or roll in that tide and drown this Eagles Defense on defense, passing yards per play, 25th in the NFL. The Bucs have the third best red zone defense and third best goal to go defense, though. So what does that mean? You have to force Philly into an up close fight. There's a there's a trend here. You got to bring them to the mat. You got to bring them into close quarters. Philly is top 10 in air yards. The Bucs defense is top 10 in intended air yards. Teams try to throw the ball against the Buccaneers. The Eagles are going to try to take their shots. Don't get beat deep. And if you do give up a deep completion, don't give up the yards after the catch. Make hurts. Make fast decisions up front. Play discipline on the back end. Make them drive the length of the field. The Bucs have the third fewest defensive pass interference penalties in the, in the league today or this season. So stay in position. Play scheme discipline. Force the Eagles to fight in close quarters because that's where you are stronger. That is where they are weaker. Down in the red zone. In goal to go. Just not goal to go from the one because the touch push will be coming up. So what is Todd Bowles saying about this second matchup against Philadelphia Eagles? We're talking about Todd coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, 
You pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. It's a lot of fun. It adds another layer. I know fantasy sports adds another layer to watching sports, but prize picks does it in a way that does that significantly adds another layer because literally it's just you against the numbers. It's you testing your expertise, what you know about the game, what you know about these teams, how you see the game flow going and how you can capitalize on it is not like your normal fantasy, not like your normal daily fantasy. It's a lot of fun. And the best part is you and your buddy can both be right and you're both going to be winners. Whereas one of you usually loses in these other opportunities. Prize picks even offers a reboot policy. So your entry stays in play. Even if one of your players gets injured, it's the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So go to prizepickscom slash locked on NFL. Use the promo code locked on NFL, all lowercase for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that promo code locked on NFL, all lowercase at prizepickscom slash locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Today's episode of Locked On Bucks, talking about Todd, talking about Todd Bowles uh, and some comments that he made to the media on Monday during his weekly press conference. Uh, he was asked if he prefers playing a team for the first time in the playoffs or playing a team that they've already faced in the regular season in the playoffs. Obviously, they are placing, facing the Philadelphia Eagles for the second time this season after losing two of them on Monday Night Football in week three. Todd Bowles says it doesn't compare, quote, it doesn't compare because we played the Eagles so early in the year. We were still growing. I'm sure they were still growing. You know, playoff time is different. It's one and done. Everybody is nicked up. Everybody is hurt. It's just a matter of who makes the most mistakes, end quote. And I think that last part there that Todd Bowles said in this comment is 1,000% correct. First of all, we all know this Buccaneers team that you saw in week three is not the same as the Buccaneers team you're seeing here. And you look at certain players, you look at Baker Mayfield, he certainly played cleaner football, I would say, the last you know month, month and a half or so. I know the last two weeks haven't exactly been superb, you know, from, from a production standpoint. Uh, but you certainly, I think, like some of the growth you've seen there. Obviously, Chris Godwin, there was a, a, a very big stretch there where he was just non-existent in his offense. He's gotten more involved. Mike has his record extension uh, going this season, so he's good there. Rashad White has been more effective lately. I think the offensive line has gotten better over the year. And then on defense, there's been a lot of injuries, but Antoine Winfield Jr., all pro caliber season, no matter what the Pro Bowl voters uh, seem to think. Zion McCollum, I, I rewatched that week three game, and there are plays that Zion made or didn't make in that game that I just look at now. I'm like, man, it's completely different Zion McCollum this time of year than there was uh, in week three. And, and then Kalijah Kansi, you know, was nicked up at the time and and all those things. And I mean, this, I think these two teams really are in, in different pay, places. But I think the Buccaneers are the team on the side of the matchup that's in a better place, while the Eagle, Eagles are in a much different place, a much worse place because of all the things we've already talked about uh, today. So again, Play clean, like Todd Bowles said at the end there. Play clean football. That's that's really what this boils down to. Don't make the mistakes that let the Philadelphia Eagles find their confidence. Look, they're going to come in looking confident. Like, you're going to watch them in the pregame. You're going to watch them run on the field. And you're like, oh, man, they look like they got their juice back. They look like they, were, they got their mojo back. They look confident. That is fake. That is not real. Confidence is not an emotion. Confidence is a state of being. Confidence is something you are not something you feel. When people say, I feel confident. No, you don't feel confident. You feel hopeful. That's what you're feeling. You're feeling hope. They might feel hopeful. They become confident if that hope meets success. Don't let the hope meet success. That's how you keep the Eagles from being confident. If they aren't confident, trust me, that hope is going to go away really quickly. You don't believe me? Go watch that Giants game. That hope was gone long before uh, Jalen Hurts got injured. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, Todd Bowles on why the offense slowed down over the last two weeks. That quote, 
I mean, we play some decent defenses, but when you execute, it goes well. When people get enough film on you and they, and you keep doing the same thing, you have to change something. We have to switch some things up on both sides of the ball, not just talking offensively, but defensively too. But you win a game however you need to win it. You're not going to be clicking on all cylinders all the time, end quote. There's some truth in that. You know what I mean? Like the defenses certainly have uh, something to say in this thing. James pointed out the Panthers' defense has actually not been bad um, this season. So, you know, them playing the Buccaneers' offense fairly strong is, is really just uh, more a hat tip towards the Panthers themselves. And I think a lot of people came in looking at their record and you make certain assumptions based on their records. And, and certainly to a certain extent, that's fair. The New Orleans Saints, you know, like I said, they came into the game as the Buccaneers confident. Like they came in confident. They came in with that big brother attitude. The Buccaneers came in with a little brother attitude, hopeful. And the Saints didn't let them have that hope turning into confidence. They did exactly what I'm telling the Buccaneers they need to do against the Eagles this weekend. The question is, are they going to do it? So some of it certainly is schematic. You know what I mean? Uh, some of it certainly is tendency driven. But at the end of the day, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles can know you're going to run the ball up the middle on them all day long. But if you do it and you do it well, it doesn't matter that they know it's coming. They can't stop it. Uh, that's that's kind of the key here. So we'll, we'll see how the Buccaneers roll out in this one. Um, but this is an opportunity. This is a game where the Buccaneers need to come out like they are the big brothers in this matchup. If they don't, then I do fear that they're going to let the Eagles have time, patience, and the ability to become confident. And if that happens, uh, this might this might go south. In a hurry. So that's Todd Bowles talking about things, talking about the Eagles, talking about the playoffs. Coming up tomorrow, Evan Klosky is going to be talking about this matchup and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with my buddy, your buddy, James Jarko. In the meantime, if you got questions, you can leave them in the YouTube comments or text James directly by becoming a Locked on Bucks insider. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked on Bucks. Thanks for making Locked on Bucks your first listen today and every day. Don't forget, Locked on Sports is your 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Sports 24-7, 24-7 every day all week, even on holidays. Make sure you check that out. So we speak again. Please be safe, be kind, fire the cannons, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked on Bucks, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team, every day. Mm-hmm.